John Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. Hey guys, welcome to the You Up podcast. This week, um, I find myself in St. Louis, Missouri. It's Thanksgiving Day. I'm recording this. It's raining. I'm walking in the rain. I just tried to walk a dog so I wouldn't look insane just recording a podcast as I walk down my parents' quiet subdivision cul-de-sac, but um, no, I'm just going to look like a weird woman walking in the rain in my new coat. I'm wearing all black. I have a gigantic umbrella that, you know, is mostly used on golf courses and by annoying men in Manhattan who, like, have these gigantic umbrellas because they, like... I don't know why. They're just taking up space, though. Maybe it's not just men. Maybe I'm um, just projecting, manspreading. They're manspreading their umbrellas at this point, ladies. There's a thing, a phenomenon that happens in New York in the winter or when it starts to get cold where guys are trying to zip their jackets outside. You know, they get outside and they're like, oh, shit, I want to zip it up. And it looks like they're about to take off their pants. It always looks like they're struggling with a zipper down there. And legit, I'm not kidding you guys. A car's coming. Okay, just almost hit me. That's cool. What the fuck? A Dodge Charger. Cool, St. Louis. So cool. Um, my my neighbors are. There's one. There's one house that. You know, I remember. There's. I'm walking by her house right now. She was the bully in my high school. She lived down the street from me. Rachel Miller. You know who you are. Actually, you're probably dead at this point. She had a rough life, I think. I shouldn't use her full name. Noah, take that out, her last name. But anyway, one day I was, like, handing out papers for my teacher, and she looked me dead in the eyes. This was freshman year in Mr. Pierce's class, and she goes, my dad's going to kill your dog because my dog used to always get out and cause a ruckus. I mean, it was wild. She said that to me. She was very scary, and I can only imagine what kind of childhood she had. So my heart goes out to her. Oh, old nameless Rachel. Last name, last nameless Rachel. Thank you, Noah. Noah, by the way, is the, um, is the unsung hero of the podcast. I, I know you guys know our producer, Noah. Um, you can follow her on Instagram at Noah Injection, N-O-A Injection. She's the nicest, coolest, sweetest person I've ever known. And I always forget to give her a shout out on these podcasts. She puts them together. She chooses the clips. She picks the music she's like you know she's a mastermind behind my radio show she's my producer I lucked out being um give I didn't even know her before when I started my radio show they just like told me I was gonna have this producer named Noah and I was like he sounds cool and there was this lovely girl who looks exactly like Lady Gaga cuter and um I love her so much she's the kindest person she makes all of our guests feel so welcome it's like creates the best vibe on the show. I just like very great grateful for her this Thanksgiving. I'm trying to like work on gratitude while I'm home because boy, is it being tested. Um, yeah, so I'm just walking outside. I'm about to do a, the podcast with my parents. I thought that would be interesting. I'll tell you, I like put it off all week because I was like, I'm so, by the way, let me just say I'm surprised there's not more people walking through the subdivision in De Pere, Missouri, suburb of St. Louis, like alone, because it's such a good way to get away from your family. Everyone's like stuck with their families today. Just go for a goddamn walk in the rain with a gigantic umbrella. 
Um, but anyway, what was I just saying? I just kept putting off this podcast with my parents and my sister and my brother-in-law. I was going to like feature them all on it because they're all so funny and interesting. And I kept putting it off. And then I got to be honest with you guys. I've like talked about every subject matter I've wanted to talk about with my mom and dad. I've gone on Instagram live with them. I've really mined them of all of their like comedic input. In some weeks, I just feel, I don't know if my head is where it needs to be to do a podcast with them. You know how like when you spend five days at home and you're triggered almost immediately and you feel really good going in and you're like, I'm going to be great and everyone's going to get along because I'm going to be, I'm going to handle situations better, which will, uh, you know, pacify the argument that is about to erupt because now I have the right tools to handle it and you go in and you're like, I'm good. And then like 20 minutes in your plan goes to shit and you're yelling like, I got to say I'm much better than I've ever been. I'm like, it's not terrible going home. It used to like, I used to end up crying and screaming. Although last year, if you're a fan of the show, I think I told you last year, I had like a major meltdown during Thanksgiving where I like, I'm not even joking. You guys, I fell on the floor and was banging my fists, fists. And I like threw my bag down and I broke something in my purse. Like it was like, psycho and the funny thing is is that the last time I remember doing that was when I was like in sixth grade and maybe later than that to be honest with you could have been high school but it's just I was just acting like a child whether I did it in high school or whether I did it last year it was like I went right back to tantrums I would throw when I was five years old and um which was confirmed last night my dad told me that um Cause we just keep talking about my sister's kids and comparing the older and the younger one. And the older one is loud and jumping off the walls and gets upset a lot. And then the younger one is just like chill and smiling all the time. Like all the time. I haven't seen her cry yet. And I know people say that about babies. Like they're so happy. I just have never seen a baby like this. Like today she had a pacifier and as soon as you took it out of her mouth, she was already smiling. It's like she has... It's crazy. She's a very happy baby anyway. And everyone's like, she reminds us of Lauren, my sister. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. I'm the other one. I was so highly anxious. And my dad told me I used to throw tantrums and I would like scream and throw myself to and fro in in our van. I'm like, why wasn't I buckled up? But I probably took it off. Anyway, I hope that you relate to the sense of like slipping back in to the way you were in high school, which was the way you were when you were six. Oh, there's another man. I'm about to pass a man who's walking alone. Murderer or man trying to get away from his family? We do not know. Hello. Um, seem nice. Good, good amount of eye contact. Um, I think I'm in love. I'm going to circle back and start a family. Um, but it's been a good trip overall. I have to say, that I've been here since Sunday, the Sunday before Thanksgiving. I flew in straight from D.C. where I did six sold-out shows. Shout out to D.C. You were amazing. Had so much fun. Andrew Collin was there. Ari Finling was there. That was awesome. It's so fun having your friends on the road. That's why I'm so excited about the Bang It Out tour. It's starting in January. I'm going to like 20-something cities. Additional cities are being added. It's so exciting. 
but it's going to be just so fun because I'm bringing Anya Marina, who you know, to open for me. So if you come to my theater tour, you're going to see Anya Marina and Andrew Collin. Andrew Collin, I don't give him enough credit for his stand-up. He is so funny. People often say after the show, like, they need to, like, chase him down so they can tell them him how funny he was. And they're always like, I didn't expect it. But he's a legit, like, amazing stand-up. And then Anya Marina's so funny and just, like so incredible live like it's so nice because I would want them there anyway even if they were shitty and weren't talented but my friends are like so crazy talented and it almost it makes me have to be better I always like when really strong comedians open for me or performers like because I I have to step up you know um that's why I always like Tom Takar on the road for me who you know from this show uh, he was my sidekick for a year of doing you up and he was fantastic. And he recently had a comedy central half hour come out. So if you're a fan of Tom's, you've got to go check out his half hour on comedy central. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm like so excited for him. And, um, yeah, he was always so strong opening for me and it made me a better comic. So, um, anyway, I'm really excited for the banging out tour. Make sure to get tickets. We'll do meet and greets. DC. There was like trying to think of the meet and greet in DC it was pretty good um I think one show people tried to like a guy like kind of grab my ass a little bit but uh maybe I needed it that night you know what I'm saying ladies no you don't I'm just kidding um no I hate an ass grab but uh there was one hot guy at the show and it was funny because I told Andrew it's like and Ari I was telling them that sometimes when I'm taking pictures after the show there's like sometimes a cute guy and I'm like let's just pose and what if he was my boyfriend like what would the pose look like it's just like I just shift my body language ever so slightly and I'm just like this is what it would look like if I had a boyfriend it's like one of the saddest things I do I gotta admit but listen um it's just funny um god so much to catch up on I'm about to get back to my parents house this walk is coming to an end it's been a it's been a crazy journey here at home I've had a couple fights, um, had some breakthroughs. I really connected with my sister, who is like the most phenomenal woman I know. I can't believe she's my sister, and I know she feels the same about me, so that's what makes me feel so good. She's a Spanish teacher at my old high school. She also has two kids. She's also stunning and flawless, but like not in a way that she's trying too hard. She never makes me feel insecure, even though she's so disarmingly beautiful to be around like I just feel you know like sometimes sometimes I have hot friends and they try so hard and I'm like I should be trying harder and I like beat myself up but when I'm around some of my friends that are just like effortlessly like they were just born models like my friend Sarah Lena and my sister Lauren they just always look beautiful even if they aren't trying and so you're just like oh well guess what she's not even trying and she's that so I don't even have to try I know that's really insecure way to look at it but that's the way I feel about them. And also, um, beautiful on the inside too. It's like crazy. I just like my parents, you're about to meet them and get to know them. And there I have mixed feelings with them. I obviously love them so much. And I'm so grateful that I even have parents to talk to, but you know, I have mixed feelings sometimes, but my sister, dude, we didn't get along as kids, but I fucking love her now. We sang <laughs> real quick before I walk back in and we get this started. My dad set up a whole system. You guys, he's very excited about this. They all, they both are. My dad, if I can predict, 
my dad is going to try to be really funny and he's going to laugh a lot at his own jokes. Now, listen, my dad is very funny. He is like, he, he introduced me to Conan. He introduced me to Seinfeld. Like he has the best taste in comedy. He, um, he knows a good joke when he hears it. He, he's just so smart and, and, and a good joke writer. Like if he thinks about it, he can like craft one. My mom is just funny unintentionally all the time. Um, I'm going to tell my dad that he laughs at everything he says. And I think he'll probably, because whenever my dad hears a recording of himself talking, he's always like, I laugh at everything I say. So be on the lookout for that. I hope my parents don't listen to this. They probably will. But, um, they're the best. You're about to get to know them yesterday. We'll get into everything that's happened since I've been home, but shout out to my sister who couldn't be on the podcast. Shout out to my brother-in-law, Matt, who is legit the funniest person I know. He and my best friend Kirsten from high school, who I just saw today too, she came over. Shout out Kirsten. She listens every week. They are the two fun, you know, like the, the funniest people in your life aren't like necessarily comedians. And I'm a comedian and I know so many funny people. And I got to say, Matt, my sister's husband and Kirsten, my best friend since like fourth grade, two of the funniest people I'll, I'll ever know. So I don't know. It's been, a, I'm really glad we had this time on this walk because I got to say, wasn't feeling good going into this podcast and now I'm feeling so grateful I got a great um got a great fam we're gonna eat Thai food tonight my mom's off the hook because I don't even like vegan or like I don't like vegan Thanksgivings when people try to like make it I just want Thai food tonight and I'm gonna fucking get it you know and I'm paying so they're happy to my mom's dancing around she doesn't have to do anything today even though she is making a pie right now but she's seriously been like I don't have to cook a turkey um, when really I know she's upset cause she wants turkey for later on because she likes making turkey sandwiches. So I should just get her an old turkey. I don't know what I'm even saying. Uh, I gotta go do this podcast. This is me with my parents in my kitchen of my childhood home since I lived in, since I was six in sixth grade. That's when we moved here. I moved back in 2009 from Los Angeles because I ran out of money and my dad kind of lost his job so he couldn't funnel any more money so I moved back home with them and then by about 2010 I got really tired of living at home. I moved to New York, never moved back and in case I get canceled then I'll have to um, no, I won't have to. I'm saving, so that never has to no, never has to happen. Here we go. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I mean, I just heard from you like two two seconds ago. I don't even know how long the music was. Thank you, Noah, for choosing whatever you put in between these segments. Um, I'm in my um childhood home in De Pere, Missouri. It's at the end of a cul-de-sac. If you're facing the cul-de-sac, we're at about uh, 9 o'clock. That's what I always used to tell people when they're coming down the road. Um, I'm in my kitchen. My dad's kissing my dog, Marion, who has just jumped up on his lap. We're around the kitchen table. Um, my mom is to my right. Mom, welcome to the show, Julie. Thank you, Nikki. Which would you prefer me call you during this interview? Mom is my name to <laughs> you. To me. To yeah. me. Yeah. What do you think about kids calling their mom by their first name? I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I think it's strange yeah what do, you, what do you think like if I just start calling you Julie and I was like that's going to be our new relationship no I would try to stop that I, I it, but like you that. would still get to go Nick that's what you call me Nick <laughs> Nikki 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 um no, happy to dad hold on dad's getting a little mic you gotta wait till I come to you 
if you I am doing this on one mic we weren't able to interrupt each other dad you can lean forward so I can put the mic in your face easier yes, what'd you just say yes ma'am okay so my dad's calling me <laughs> ma'am okay sir oh my god if you ever made me call you sir as a kid I would be like I'm so sad if you had to call your father sir or father and if you had if you call your mother mother oh you're weird that's weirder than calling her Deborah. Well, that's what. That's like Mike Pence calls his wife mother. Yeah, I have a joke about that in my act. People don't know that about her. Oh yeah. When Arlo was, when my grandson was first born, everybody always says, "So what do you want him to call you?" Like you know, Papa Guga or whatever. And I said, yeah. my comeback was always, "I want him to call me Grandpa, Sir. Nothing less." <laughs> yeah, that's good. What does he call you guys, Bobaki? He. There are some things that children say where, like, they get the words so wrong. It's just like, are you? Not hearing the word. I've seen this phenomenon on uh, Instagram a lot with kids, like knowing words. And then there's one word where they're like, say cheese. And the kid's like, do a gugaba. And you're just like, how are you thinking that's cheese? And he calls you guys Bobaki. Do you know that? He calls me Baki. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what he's trying to say, but I know that it's grandma that he's trying to yeah, say. Yeah, Baki. Yeah, Baki. Well, but there's something you guys are doing. You can't, you can't like turn that around and it's grandma, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's not an anagram that you can just switch around the words. That would be incredible if this whole time Arlo was speaking in anagrams. I think the, the daycare they sent him to speaks Tlingit. <laughs> He's learning a different language. Klingon at that place? Klingit. Klingit. Oh, is that what you call it? Klingit is like an upper Alaskan Native American tongue. Listen, when you have your <laughs> your dad on the podcast, you're going to learn a new word or two that he'll sprinkle in. Um, we've got a lot of questions for you guys. I, I solicited questions from my Instagram uh, because I didn't know if we would have enough topics to talk about. I think we would have plenty, but there's just so many good topics here from you guys writing in. Um, let's get started. Uh, oh, we're, this guy had a good one. One second. Um, Jesus from Cleveland said, go fuck yourself. Oh. So. Jesus. Do you have to be so rude on Thanksgiving Day? He is an angry boy. And then um, I had a second slide where I asked people to submit questions on two different slides. And he did a second slide and he submitted again. And he said, um, this is from Jesus from Cleveland. He said, go fuck yourself again. <laughs> Which I thought was pretty funny. And I wasn't even going to read the first go fuck yourself. But then when he had the that, he tr- he wrote it twice. That's That was pretty funny. It was worth it. I'm just getting back from go fucking myself. What, Dad? I can't. You're like jumping the gun. I got to get the microphone near you. Here you go. I was going to tell Jesus, I'm just getting back from fucking myself the first time. Do I have to go do it again, really? <laughs> Great masturbation joke from my dad on Thanksgiving. Um, so let's get into these questions. Uh, dad, do you want to move forward so that when you do say something, I can like know that you're about to say it? Get your scrunchy dog off my lap. Maybe I could. Yeah, I, I gave my parents my dog, Marion, and uh, she's she loves my dad, as does every, every grandchild. Um everyone's a big fan uh have you always been like a dog whisperer i think so yeah since i was a little kid no i you know as you know i can't train a dog ever <laughs> so, I that is true all of my childhood dogs run away from, i mean listen to the barking in the background <laughs> all of my childhood dogs used to run away and i just thought that's what dogs did until i got dogs and most dogs don't do that mom would you like to say something yeah i if he's the dog whisperer what is our other dog barking about right now will you whisper for him to shut the fuck up <laughs> Wiley, be, be quiet Wiley. um yeah Wiley, cool it okay see that's why he barks because you bark at back at him 
That's exactly true. That's what Caesar Milan says. Um, when you scream at your dog, you're just like barking back at them. So they're like, oh, yeah, it's bark time. <laughs> and that's why a dog's bark. When you go, shut up. That's like you just look at. Now I scared Marion. I scared the podcast listeners at home. I hope that wasn't too bad for your vocal cords or for your ear cords. What are they called? Hear, your eardrums. What? Eardrums. Nailed it. Um, uh, so, okay, let's get into questions. Um, what was your worst breakup? Sorry to bring up other relationships. My parents haven't broken up, so it's not going to be them. You go first, Jilly, because whenever I talk about um, anything, Wait a second. So what, what's your hesitancy, Dad? Whenever I talk about any any old girlfriend, your mom gets really mad. So it's so funny, you guys. My mom legit gets jealous if my dad is like, in, when I was in kindergarten, this girl kissed me on the cheek. My mom would be like, oh, did she? Oh, that, oh, oh, we, I love her. He, she'll imitate him because she gets so True. mad. Yeah. She she thinks these kindergartners are hussies from like 1959. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, they're DMing him right now as we speak. Yeah, um, these kindergarten hussies. Okay, mom, what was your worst breakup? Um, I don't know. I didn't really date that many people. So uh, I guess when I cheated on my boyfriend with his friend. Whoa! In the yeah, it was bad. Oh my God! Wait a second. Tell, do tell about that. Um, how did that go down? And and what what grade? This is high school. No, I was out of high school. Okay, so you were maybe I was at the end of my high school. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I I wanted to break up with him, and I couldn't figure out how to do it. So I went out with his friend, and then I told him right away the next day, and broke his heart. Yeah, when you do that, you're just trying to ruin the relationship. And you realize that now. You just were scared to tell someone you didn't like them. So you were like, I'll do a thing that will be unforgivable. But a lot of times the person's like, I forgive you. Anya always talks about how she got cheated on wildly by this boyfriend. Like, just lied to for a really long time. And, like, there was a moment where he came back and was or and like told her and confessed all of it and she was like i forgive you and he's like no you can't like that's so sad <laughs> like and she was like but we've all been there i've begged people that have hurt me <laughs> and you're like it's you just can't do it so did he be- i bet he begged for you back no uh, what happened was i went over there and i was very upset i felt bad i hurt him and hurt his feelings and everything and he came out with a box of all our photographs and letters and everything and how long did you guys date we dated all through high school. All through high school? Pretty much. Off and on. Yeah. Wow. Did you? Is this your person you lost your virginity to? Do I have to answer that? That's a clear yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, actually it was. Yeah. Okay. So that makes sense. Yeah. All right. So- and I broke his heart. I really felt bad about it. I felt worse about that. I didn't want to get back with him. I just broke his heart yeah. and I felt bad for him. Did you ever have any closure with that or did you never see him again? What was it? No, I saw him. When? Actually, no, um, I think we went out again. So after a few, ago. a few months ago, you saw this guy. I actually did see him a few months ago. <laughs> and what was? Um, did did he look good? Was he still? What did he look? Did he look the same? No, it's so funny. He now he's married to a hairdresser. So he the funniest thing. He walked in. Everybody went. Is he dyeing his hair now? Oh, yeah. And I'm like, please don't say anything to him. Don't embarrass him. But um, my friend. Yeah, you can always tell when a guy's dyeing his hair. Yeah, it was so dark. And like, what? That looks so bad. Yeah, I like a little texture in a guy's hair. I don't mind if guys have the 
have the luxury of being able to gray and it having look looking cool and giving their hair some highlights. You know, like just lean into it, Dad. What what do you want to say about this? Yeah, you see some of these guys that have their hair so dark, you feel like if you get close, it's going to be a black hole and just suck you in. Yes, you're so right. It's so dark. It's all like one shade. I loved that on Seinfeld. He was like, "Looks so natural." No one can tell. Everyone can tell. That was his like line. I feel like that was on an episode in one of the stand-up chunks. Looks so natural. No one can tell. Everyone can tell. Everyone can tell. It's so true. If you dye your beard or your hair, guys, we know. It, and it's okay. I don't. Okay. Okay. I have a fake nose ring. I don't give a crap. Um, that goes to our second question. Um, Dad, wait. Dad, did you figure out your hardest breakup or do you have no answer? Um, yeah, it's a long story. Okay, we can skip it. Um, so the next question is about, um, god damn it, it was like good with an, I just lost it. Hold on one second, guys. We have the go fuck yourself guy. Um, let's see. What's up with Nikki quitting things? Is there a prize for being sober from everything? Great question. Everyone's giving me a lot of shit for it. I literally have every quitting book ever. Okay, my theory, if you do want to know, is that I would like to lead a life where I am as comfortable and happy as possible. And I think that things that I find to be addictive and are, like, making me more anxious. Coffee makes you more anxious. I'm just opening my eyes to things that are right in front of you. Coffee, if you drink it, it heightens your – it makes you anxious. It's not good for you. It, like, wakes you up, but you can get addicted to it. And so that's why I want to tackle that at some point. I'm not ready to do that whatsoever. And um, what else did I quit recently? Oh, orgasms. I don't want to get into that right now. But you know my philosophy on that. Um, I also quit. Like, I, why are monks so happy? They don't do anything. They've quit everything. They are not happy. They are. They're always smiling. No. And then lighting themselves on fire. Yeah. But they don't, they sit stoically because they don't feel it because they've, they've meditated. They can like get through any kind of pain or suffering. You know, the singer songwriter, Leonard Cohen, he lived in a monastery, I think for five years. Mm-hmm. And I heard his son on a, I heard him on a podcast and his son too, but, but he's dead now. But anyway, um, he didn't think that the monastic lifestyle was that great. And, you know, he's a great poet and he wrote about it a lot. No, it would suck. I don't want to be a, a monk. I want to. But I'm just saying, like, they're the – they've achieved this enlightenment that we all are kind of trying to get at. And they live with no vices, essentially. So that not everyone can achieve that. And I do love my vices. But, like, I would like to get rid of ones that that just negatively impact me. Like, I read a book that orgasms make you depressed. I suffer with depression. Why would I be adding to it? Why wouldn't I try to take something away? So every book you read is the gospel? Well, when there's a lot of science to back it up and sometimes you just read a book and you're like, this book fucking speaks to me. And I like, and I don't, let me be honest, I don't finish most of these books. I'm like, I get it. I don't need to <laughs> read the rest. Well, the it's last, not The last chapters probably say, you know, take this with a grain of salt. It's just an opinion. Yeah. And then I'm like, <laughs> I need to have a grain of salt with every meal because it's this new diet. Um, it just becomes exhausting. But uh, I just... I don't know. It's really, I like doing things black or white. I like quitting things. It makes me feel in control in a world where I feel out of control because you get to like make a decision and like be proud of yourself when you stick to it. So it gives you a self-esteem in some way. And I guess that's my answer to that. What do you think about my me quitting everything, Dad? 
Well, I just think what you just said reminds me of your high school experience where like everything you did had to be perfect. Every paper you wrote, you had to stay up till four in the morning the night before studying for a test. And I, but that wasn't because I was studying every day. That's because I didn't study until I didn't start studying until 930 on a Sunday for an exam. I had 11 and then I would go late to school because I would study through the morning. I just waited till the last second. I wasn't mm-hmm. like people always think that I'm like diligent and I work so hard. I do. But like then why were you in the at the last second. And then how'd you make the National Honor Society? Because I got good grades because I'd stay up late mm-hmm. and I'm naturally smart. So if I just cram, <laughs> I can get I didn't get straight A's in high school. I didn't have a 4.5 GPA. I had a like 3.8, which is does not speak to someone who's like a genius. I had a low SAT. I'm not like that's I just I would wait to the last second. Mom, you know that you always used to worry about me staying yeah. up like a detective the night before a, a test. Well, I, I really and truly in college I never worried about you cuz you you come through under pressure. You, you just always have you were so good at it and I I would think, well, she has that test tomorrow. And I thought, well, she's done it before. You always manage to get through things. And through your life now, you work really well under pressure. Yeah, I always just, I struggled with, like, the idea of things coming up. And I'd always be like, oh, my God, I have this thing. And I would dread it so much. And I'd be like, what if I can't do it? And then, I don't know, there was, I unlocked something one night when I was, I had to be um, in the play To Kill a Mockingbird. Remember that? Yes. I was the understudy because my dad called Mr. Zoth because I was too nervous to audition in front of people because I was like, I had stage fright so bad. My legs used to shake so bad when I would be performing like, or not performing, but when I gave presentations in class. And in seventh grade, I knew I wanted to act, but I was like, I'm too nervous. So my, I didn't go to the audition. I was crying on the phone about it when I got home and you called Mr. Zoth. Do you remember that? Not really, no. Yeah, you called Mr. Zoth and you were like, can my daughter please have like a private audition? She's just really nervous to... And, and, do it in front of everyone and like I didn't want you to but I did really secretly want you to and then he gave he just didn't have me audition he goes yeah she can just like be the understudy for the lead role I know I know you got the lead role it was fantastic but he just gave it to me out of like just being like yeah sure whatever like who cares I forgot to tell him I gave him three grand Whatever you did, thank God. Because I set a date for myself to conquer my stage fright because I'd never performed publicly ever. And he gave us the Sunday show. So it was like this the understudies got to be on the Sunday performance. And it was like so scary. But I remember being in the den. I was sleeping in the den for some reason. I remember being like, oh, my God, that date is approaching and you will have to do it. You just have to do it. Oh, my God. Like, it's going to happen. It's almost already happened in a way because it's going to happen. So, like, it might as well have happened. So just do it. And every time I've, like, had some fear of, like, I have to do the roast on Friday night. I'm going to be doing the roast and then it's going to be on TV and it's, like, so big. I'm just, like, it's already happened in a sense because it is going to happen. So, like, who cares? So I think that's the mental leap I've. That's funny. Little kid rationalization kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. I used to always tell myself, I remember sitting in the principal's office waiting to be beat by this sister, Grace Angela, who was going to beat my ass for something terrible I did in school. And I remember sitting there think, just contemplating for like, and I thought, well, she can't kill me. She cannot kill me. So I'll still be alive at least after this. The and funny we, thing is she you. absolutely could have. If you've, <laughs> if, if you've ever seen any of the documentaries about nuns on Netflix. But the fact that a nun can't kill me has got me through a lot of the times in life. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's the same logic that's really interesting as um, haunted houses because they, the rule is they can't touch you. You know, like, it, that's always the rule yeah. that people talk about. Like, well, they can't touch you. They have chainsaws. But if they touch you, you can sue them. And so there's always, like, this, like, safety in that. But the truth is they can touch you all the like, What are you going to do? Yeah. And how are you going to prove they didn't touch you when they say they didn't? 
look at the tape. <laughs> Ellen's filming this for her TV show, so we do have a tape of it. Okay, let's get back to questions. Um, I'm having fun so far. This is a good time. How are you guys doing? Well, good. This is fun. This is fun? Fun. Okay. How? Uh, l- l- let me ask you, uh, would they accept someone with herpes as your boyfriend? What if there was a guy that like was very known for having herpes and I ended up with him? Of course. The great answer, Mom. Dad. Yeah, of course. Uh, but, but what about me getting herpes? I, I might give him plastic silverware. <laughs> <laughs> No, isn't there a drug for herpes anyway? No, the thing is, it's not a, even a big deal. Uh, yeah, y'all like- have it. Y'all go and get it. And um, and any guy that's my boyfriend is going to have herpes because I have it. I just, no, I don't. I'm just kidding. I don't have it. But I, the thing is, if I did have it, I would tell you because I don't even care about it. Like, if a guy was like, I have herpes, I'd be like, ugh. It'd be the same as him being like, I have a dog. I'd be like, oh, God, well, you'll never love me as much as that until that dog dies. But, like, it's a li- I can get over it, you, you know? know? Fun, funny story about her- herpes. There used to be a Disney movie, and it's still out there, but now it's called The Love Bug, I think, is what they call it. And it's a story about a Volkswagen that has, has you know. Yeah, Dad, Lindsay Lohan um, did a uh, remake of that film, Herbie the Love Bug. It's called Herbie. It's actually called Herbie the Love Bug? Herbie. Not herpes. Uh, they changed the name after herpes came out. They called it. They, they changed the name now. It's herpes herpes. does sound like a fifties dance it's, craze. There were too many jokes about you know the movie Herbie the Love Bug. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So now it's. I know it's not called that anymore. Yeah, there used to be a, like something called AIDS. I don't. There was a diet food, a diet drink called AIDS. Oh, yeah, and anyway, I think you're wrong about the herp. Herpes. I think it's always been Herbie. Oh, Dad. It's been Herbie, but it was too close to herpes, so they changed the name from Herbie. Oh, yeah, okay. Like really? Yeah. That's crazy. You can Google it and find out later. Well, the thing is, herpes is not a big deal. And if you have it, I hope you feel better um, after hearing me talk about it. Because I, I honestly, I almost want to get it so I can talk about it and be like, guys, it's cool to have herpes. I have it. But I guess I'm, uh, I don't have it yet. I'm going to get it, though. We all get it. Um, Nikki, what's your dad's workout regimen? Dude's swole. Do you know what swole means? No. What is swole? Like swollen? you're swollen. Like you're like you're you're buff. <laughs> uh, I used to work out quite a bit, but for the last ten years, I haven't been doing much. But I do push ups. I do like fifteen push ups in the morning, and I walk a lot. Probably walk four or five miles a day. And I have these weights. I lift fifteen pounds, push ups, and just you know I do push ups to lift them up in the air and do that a few times a week. So that's about it. All right. Just, uh, yeah, he's just naturally like a thin, fit dude, and he. But he is very, very active. But I am grateful to inherit some of those genes. The other day, my friend Hannah Burner was so nice because she she is the one that saw your shirtless body. My dad was walking. My dad and mom were moving furniture yesterday, and I did an Instagram live. And if you guys were watching, you saw that uh, Andrew joined us as well from my apartment, and um. And we got my dad to take his shirt off because my dad has like a ripped torso and it just doesn't make sense. So my dad was moving furniture shirtless and (laughs) Hannah Burner, who's going to be on the show next week, by the way. So excited. She's in on Tuesday, I believe. But anyway, um, Hannah was like, your dad's so hot and took a screenshot and like put it on my, and I put it on my story. And, um, but, uh, everyone was asking my dad, like how he got so, so ripped <laughs> and, oh no, that's what Hannah, Hannah said. Um, she's going to teach me how to play tennis. Cause I was like, I can't play tennis and she's a tennis pro or she was and still could be if she wanted to be, but she was like, I'll teach you tennis. You're obviously naturally athletic because of your dad. So oh, thank you. Hey, wait, why? Uh-huh, I am naturally athletic in some ways. Oh, you are. Um, but him, 
Anything with a ball. <laughs> you were decoration. I am not good with balls. Listen, let me just be the first to say it. I have no, my hand-eye coordination and my rhythm, I, I have not. It's only because you didn't develop it much, but you're swimming. You, Nikki was the fastest swimmer around. Well, I'm good at individual and, like, uh, no coordination. Field hockey, trying to remember. Oh, man, I sucked. <laughs> they kept me on the team because I was fun to hang out with. That's what the coach literally told me. was like, you're fun on the sidelines. And I was like, then keep me there. Never put me in the game. When they would put me in the game, I would get so sad. <laughs> I just wanted to be on the side in my outfit. I'm the same way. When I was a little kid playing Little League, I remember being out in the right field. And everybody would be yelling, EJ, EJ. And I'm like, what? And the ball would be behind me. <laughs> I didn't even see it hit. <laughs> yeah. Leave me out, coach. Like I'm ready to hang <laughs> out with my friends. <laughs> Leave me out, coach. Um, yeah. It was uh, – I was not a good uh, team player. But, like, maybe I could be good at tennis. I don't know. You now could. now I don't to, think. We used to play. Remember, I taught you how to play. I know, but you, I, you were good. I just hate anything I'm not naturally good at, so I just threw the racket down and said, fuck this, you so, know? Yeah, because you were so good at swimming, right? I was, I, no, it's not like I was good at swimming. Easy. I wasn't that good it at swimming. It don't come easy. Okay. Um, what do you think of Nikki's fake nose ring? I like it. I like the fact that it's fake. Because she came home from college with a real one one time. <laughs> what do you think of that? I thought uh, you were joining a gypsy caravan or something. Oh, yeah. It was like, it was pretty out there 15 years ago, guys. Like, girls weren't rocking it all the time. Maybe they were. That's true. Yeah. It still stands out there. Uh, I love wearing it. I don't have it in now, but I honestly feel weird when I touch my nose and it's not in. It's like part of me. I don't think you know this, but you play with it a lot. I do? Yes. I do? Yes, you do. On your live Instagram yesterday, this is like you were picking your <laughs> oh, yeah, it does. I do. Oh, so on my live Instagram, I was playing with it, or do I play with it all the time? No, I just, I noticed that when you were- On the Instagram. That. Yeah. And I just feel But like did you notice it another time? No, but- um, no. Okay, I'm just making sure. No, and I do want to say I'm, I'm happy it's fake, too. Yeah, I'm not going to get a real one. I have no, I have no desire to. There literally wow. is no reason to get a fake one, Why? or to get a real one. Yeah, it would get infected- because I'm dirty, or not dirty, but my pillows, like, you can't keep it clean. It snags on towels. Girls, rock a fake nose ring. You heard it here first. Same about eyeglasses. Like, if you don't, like, you don't need a prescription to just have some fucking eyeglasses. Do whatever you want, you know? It doesn't have to be real. And then you could be like, yeah, it's fake. Who cares? Everything's fake. What is your skin perfectly clear? Do you have a naturally blue eyelids? No, you have some eyeshadow on. It's all fake. Why do we have to commit to anything? This is all real. What is real? My face is all real. I know. You You don't have to put on a goddamn thing. Dad, just... Um, okay. What are some of your holiday traditions you and your family do together? Do you, can, you, can any come to mind? Well, we used to decorate the Christmas tree together, but now I'm relegated to do that because nobody likes it. But that used to be fun, I thought. Yeah, that was really fun. But, you know, like everything, it has its time. Because we have Christmas ornaments that the kids made and all that kind of stuff, and... Even one I made. Yeah, and you, it's a flower, an origami flower that you open it up, and it says, have a cool Yule. <laughs> um, Did you come up with that? Uh, no, it was a, actually, I was, when I was a little kid, it was a, on a sign. It was uh, near our house. This guy in the corner of where your mom and I grew up, they had big signs as big as our house. It just said, have a cool Yule. It was probably 1961. Oh, my God. If you had those signs now, they would be so cool oh, and vintage-y looking. It would be. Total 60s. Um, Mom, what's a favorite holiday tradition that you that comes to mind for you? Well, I, I mean, I'm just thinking I've talked to many of my siblings. I come from a family of 10, but a couple called and they're like, 
what's for dinner? I said, oh, we're going to a Thai restaurant. And they're like, what? They just can't stand it that I'm not cooking a turkey and having a big feast at the table. Well, wait, remember- what do you mean they can't stand it? You mean they're jealous? Yeah, I think that's the word that's coming <laughs> out. <laughs> but your mom and I, our first trip, we decided when we were first dating, we decided, remember, we said, let's, let's go to Washington, D.C. for Thanksgiving. The heck with both our families. Let's just do our own thing. So we drove our car to Washington, D.C. from Cincinnati, and we checked into a really cool hotel. Some friend of yours had a, an inn on or something. And uh, then we went out to dinner that night, and we had never been to a Vietnamese restaurant before because the Vietnamese restaurants were not around in 1982 at all, at least in Cincinnati. So we went to a Vietnamese restaurant for Thanksgiving dinner. So yeah. we're going to continue that tradition tonight. Nikki's taking us out to a Thai restaurant. So yeah, great. if they're open. We haven't checked yet, but something's got to be. There's got to be something open in this city. Okay, um... Did they know when you lost your virginity? Do you know when I lost my virginity? What? How old? I've said it a million times on We've things. Heard on ra- We've heard it on the radio. I, I told you I wouldn't ask you sex questions, but sorry, this one's kind of good. Um, what? What age? What? what age? Oh, we probably heard it literally up from up, upstairs in your bedroom. No, I didn't lose my virginity here. <laughs> Speaking of the guy who I lost my virginity to texted me last night because he heard that I was the voice of blind date. I haven't talked to this guy in legit. I mean, let me look at our text conversation. It was wild to hear from him. Hold on. Let me look at this up. And it was at like one o'clock at night last night. Um, I hadn't talked to him in forever. Hold on. We talked so much and it was all very friendly. There was nothing flirty even for a second. I just want to be clear about that. Um, uh, let me see. What the hell? Don't say his name. Yeah. No, of course I'm not going to say his name. <laughs> I've never said his name. Oh, yeah. So July. Well, I guess he sent me a thing. It, it's been years and years. I haven't seen him since 2009 or eight. But um, but he wrote me last night and like we just caught up about like I was laughing so hard. It was just like so fun. I love like old friends that you because he's someone I met through comedy and it seems like a freaking lifetime ago because it was a lifetime ago. I've been doing this for 16 years. Who it is. You who don't? Is, no, no, I don't know who that is. Oh, I'll, I'll tell you off off camera or off Do you? phone. No, but back to your, I mean, I look at my life, I'm like, I'm 65 years old. And it's like things that were, you know, seemed like yesterday are ancient now when you stop and think about it. And, What's been like the most stressed out you've ever been where you were like, oh no, like the most worried you've ever been or like the most like anxious or like, oh, desperate. Like, does any feeling from your whole lifetime come to mind of like the scared, scaredish you were or like, or like not so much like a moment, but as like a feeling where you really stressed out about something, mom? Well, I remember as a child, like in 68, I guess I was like nine years old, but uh, it was when the riots were happening and my parents had gone out of town and we had a woman staying with us and we had a big family, but all I could hear were people coming up the, the streets and yelling and screaming and they had the windows barred up and it was so scary. Oh I don't my know. God. How did you get through it? How old were you? I was nine years old. I was. Do you remember like that? How, where you, did you just hide in your covers? I just hid under my covers. Myself. Cause that's what I worry if like the shit goes down and there's a civil war and I just like hear it coming down the street, like a parade. I just get covers. under my covers. Get under the covers. <laughs> I remember the exact same night because we grew up in the same neighborhood. You were yeah. about a mile and a half away from me. But uh, it was 1968. Martin Luther King had been killed, Bobby Kennedy. And they were rioting. In fact, right in front of the hospital that you were born in, they pulled a guy out of his car. He was driving home with his wife from having a baby. They pulled him out of his car and stabbed him to death right in front of Christ Hospital. 
But so the riots were happening. They were burning neighborhoods. And we were about a mile and a half away from a pretty bad neighborhood. And the, the rumor was they were all going to come up that night and go to Clifton. And every store in Clifton on Ludlow Avenue in Cincinnati, with every store was boarded up with plywood. And they were expecting the riots to happen that night. And my mom was out of town. I was, my grandma was staying with me. I was probably 13 or 14 because you were that, that age. And um, I, I remember standing at the window with a BB gun. That's all I had. And just kept pacing up in front of the window with a BB gun, waiting for something to happen. But nothing they never nothing ever happened. Yeah. Well, so that was all for nothing? Yeah, well, there, there were... <laughs> the, bo- the boarding up, like the boarding up of the shops and all that? Yeah, exactly. It was all for naught, but, you know... Well, there were riots in St. Louis, race riots recently in St. Louis, like out not far away in Ferguson, obviously. Were you guys scared during that or were you like... Not really. Stressed out? Not really. I was upset by it. I I, mean, for clear... That was more than anything. It was like an embarrassing thing, but I was also like, good. Fucking people need to see that St. Louis... We need to talk about this as St. Louis, not Ferguson. This is St. Louis, Missouri. This is is the whole vibe of St. Louis is like still so racist and it needs to be called out. It's not okay. It's very segregated here. It's not okay. And I'm, I was like so happy to see it. I was scared for people involved because you don't want to see anything like set on fire and stuff. And it was like embarrassing to St. Louis, but I was also like, good, look at yourself, St. Louis. You're not perfect. Cause St. Louis is all about like, Oh, we look so good on the outside. Like, it's all about keeping up an image. It's like, no, there's shit going down that's so fucked up in this town, as every town that thinks it's too good for itself. When we first moved here, I remember everybody told us, don't go north of Del Mar. And I was like, what? What what happens north of Del Mar? That's where black people live. (laughs) That's what they were saying. It's like, it's it's bullshit. And, like, I was just saying today earlier, I'm so grateful. St. Louis is cool because... I went to a school in an all-white suburb of St. Louis, and if it would have just been people who lived by me that went to my school, I would have never known a black person, and thank God they had a program where they were bussed in in the morning to our school to, like, go to school. It was so good, because I I would have gone through my whole childhood never interacting with a black person. I mean, honestly, when would I have? I would have seen them on TV, but there are children that don't, and it's like, it's, it's not okay. But did you really interact with them? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Like, it was, I was saying to my friend today, um, like, it was weird because it was like, we didn't know exactly where they lived. Like, there was no talk of like, well, hang on the weekends because we didn't live near them. So it was segregated within my school because of it. But because there were so many clubs and because you were in classes, you were forced to, like, not forced, but like, they didn't want to hang out with us either sometimes, but we were forced to. And so I, I got to know some of them, like some kids so well, and it's like stayed with me. And like my third grade teacher, Mrs. Pickett, I have to say, like laid such a foundation. She was an African-American lady who was so proud of her African-American heritage. And she taught our class so much about civil rights in third okay. grade. That's yeah. Good. Remember, that's when I wrote that Martin Luther King Jr. Um, essay. I won an essay contest in third grade and I won $50 in third grade. And um, it was huge. $50 in third grade. That's fantastic. Yeah. Me and Matt Vandevoort won. And remember, we wrote, we wrote. buying like two cases of beer with that money. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got those. I, I would have gotten like some moon boots or something. Or actually, I think those came out in fifth grade. Those moon boots that have a bunch of rubber bands. And But anyway, Mrs. Pickett taught us the, um, uh, the, the black national anthem. Which I still know. They, uh, I think they played it on Howard Stern the other day as like nice. a joke with Robin. 
And I like knew every word. And she knew it too, but it was like sing a few lines. Um, let every voice uh, something dun 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 sing. Dun, 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 dun. Sing with the harmony of liberty. Let every voice resound. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Let it resound loud as the rolling sea. S- sing a song full of the something, the something, the something. <laughs> it's a great song. It's yeah. better than ours. Or not that ours, but it's better than like the national anthem. You, you know, sing it every day or once a week. Every or? day, every day really? with this, um, with the uh, pledge allegiance. And then she, maybe it wasn't every day, but it was a lot of days. Well, she's also the famous teacher that told you, hate to burst your bubble, but. No, that was Mrs. Price. That was Lauren's. Mrs. Pickett would never give away Santa Claus. (laughs) Mrs. Price, Lauren's third grade teacher. She was also an African-American woman, but one day the kids in class were talking about Santa in my sister's class. And my sister, my sister's teacher, Mrs. Price goes, um, sorry to burst your bubble, but Santa's not real. This bitch bursted all these kids' bubbles. And my sister came home and my mom was sewing. And I remember I was on the couch watching TV and my sister walked in the door and she just goes, I know Santa. She threw down her backpack and she goes, I know Santa's not real. And my mom goes, okay, what? And she goes, I know he's not real. I'm it's Mrs. Price told us. And you were like, Okay, well, now you know. And I go, what? <laughs> I was in fifth grade, and I had been lied to. And I knew he wasn't real at this point. And I asked you if he wasn't real, and you told me. You told me. You doubled down, and you told me he was real when I asked you. Poor Nikki. We took it too far we with you. Did. Oh, you my so God. You cute and so gullible and so fun. Yeah. And- but I was trying to keep it alive for Lauren because I knew Lauren still believed. And then Lauren came home and was like, yeah, I'm over it. Santa's not real. Moving on. And I was like, Okay, so this whole charade I kept up forever. I used to never want to watch SNL because I knew on SNL they might have a sketch where it was like Santa's not real, and I didn't want Lauren to know. So I would try to stop us from – you guys would be like, let's watch SNL. And I'd be like, we're not watching tonight, Dad. We're not watching tonight because I was so scared it would give it away because I knew he was real, but I couldn't tell you there might be a sketch that Santa's not real because you thought I still believed, but I was trying to keep – You were thinking way too much like you do sometimes. I think so much. You think things through Wait, like like say, a chess game. Can I say I feel really bad now? No, don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. No, but there was an uproar. All the parents were mad at that oh. teacher. You yeah. guys weren't though. Yeah, I was a little bit. No, uh, my favorite part was how Otherwise, mad all the other mothers might. got. They were like up in arms, and I was like, like, oh my god, there's going to be like a fight at the school. You know, I yeah. If, if that didn't happen, Nikki still might believe. That's true. <laughs> yeah. So we're lucky you did. I still do believe. That was the first time I stopped believing in a man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this man that's like going to promise me gifts every year and and be in my life consistently isn't anymore. Did Santa just ghost me? Listen, girls, we've all been ghosted by Santa. (laughs) He was the first guy to ghost us. God damn it. Actually, unless uh, you lost someone you love early on, that actually was probably the first ghosting of your life. Um, Okay. I know that just got really dark. Um, Back to Halloween. Okay. We, a couple more questions, then we're going to wrap this thing up. It's Thanksgiving um, Day. Did we mention that? It's Thanksgiving. It is Thanksgiving Day. Is there anything you want to say about it? I'm just thankful that I'm with Nikki and with my wife, and I'm just thankful you have a radio show. And, um, uh, why don't you – you're a very knowledgeable man about Native American culture, about different history, about Beatles history. 
This is a, a question that I see on Reddit a lot in some one of my favorite subreddits, which is Ask Reddit, and it's just like cool questions. What's something that everyone? What's a fact everyone should know but probably doesn't that you know? Mom, I'll ask you the same oh, question. God. Or like, so it could be an interesting thing. It could be, um, it could be just a helpful thing that you're like, oh, people should know that. Like, what's a life what hack? A, what about a timely thing? I just read an article article today about the first Thanksgiving, and everybody thinks it was such a warm and fuzzy occasion with the Indians and the white people all getting together. And it ended up... They all went to a Thai restaurant. (laughs) That's really what happened. (laughs) That's what happened. But it was the Wampanoag Indians, and they... The white people were basically starving. A lot of people know that part, but the Indians came over and kind of bailed them out, and the Indi- they gave them some food. They did have a feast together, but then the the, the moral of the story is then about a, a month or two later, uh, some some white some Indian killed a white guy or a white guy killed an Indian. I think it was a white guy killed an Indian. But anyway, they wiped the whole tribe out. Within 16 years, there wasn't one, one Wampanoag left because they had warfare. And, of course, smallpox wiped them all out too. So anyway... Thanksgiving. That's what I was going to talk about. He stole yours. <laughs> I cannot believe this, EJ. Oh, you just took my fact. So America, Mom, do you... America is founded on this false Thanksgiving where it's just based on us, you know, annihilating. No, it's, it's what we... I think of Thanksgiving just because of a drawing of a picnic, a long picnic table with like just, yeah. you know, like, and people with buckles on things. It's like, it doesn't mean anything to me. Is there a holiday that means anything to you guys besides like family tradition? Do you like really like let it sink into your bones? Uh, Halloween Eve. skeletons New bones. Eve. What New Year's Eve? <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Yeah, you let that sink in your bones. I love that old holiday. Yeah, usually up pretty late on New Year's Eve. <laughs> yeah, you guys are usually whooping it up. Usually, we, yeah. yeah, we usually stay up pretty late. Well, you guys might you guys don't understand my parents are party animals these people know how to go, have a good time they don't if if they if they're set to party they're up all night like how old are you mom 60 dad 65 okay when was the last time you stayed up until 3 a.m partying a couple weeks ago. How, what's the answer Probably a couple weeks ago <laughs> and then what the time before that I don't know. We were probably about a month before that. So w- monthly, my parents are staying up till three a.m. What do you guys do up until then? I can answer this, but I think for the fans, they just want to know. Um, we really sit around and play music. Yeah, you play and sing. Yeah, we play and sing. It's so much fun. Yeah. And I keep yeah, yeah. We play and sing a lot. We don't do it that much when we're not like you know having cocktails and having having fun. And I always tell your mom we have to practice. When, but because uh, I need to get a teleprompter for the words. That's all we need. Yeah, you you know what you could do is use mom's old iPad if you could get it open. Yeah, I can't get it open. It's I know you going. guys for you guys screwed up the code. You got to go get it jailbreaked, or I'll just buy you a new iPad for Christmas. No, How about we that? Jailbreaked. We just call the Apple Store, right? No, 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 no. That's good. You if you if the code on your iPod isn't or iPad isn't working, I can't believe you forgot a I number sequence. Try- no. We only use one number sequence in this family. Ah, don't say it. Nikki. Don't say it. My mom. Oh, my God. Bosco. Nikki. Bosco. Um, <laughs> oh, someone said, um, I wanted in closing, I wanted to say, will you, the, uh, McBridget uh, sent us a question from Instagram. Will you all take an edible and then do the interview? Um, we're way ahead of you, Bridget. <laughs> way ahead. Um, I Good took. Idea, 
Let me tell you, I I took a gummy um, about an hour and a half ago, and then I did another half gummy. So I did 15 milligrams, and my dad gave me so much shit when I took that extra five milligrams. Yes, you did. You go, no human needs that. Meanwhile, he's having a glass of wine with his 10 milligrams. So it's like you took a five, and then you had uh, two glasses of wine on top of that. So that's that's your 15 milligram. Okay, yeah. Well, I'm just saying to each their own. Teach their own. Mom, is your edible kicking in? Uh, sure. (laughs) (laughs) That's a yes. Um, Guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed this edition with my parents. I want to thank my parents for being here. You were great. Thank you, Nikki, for having us. We covered everything. We covered race. We covered... um, Wampanoag Revolt. uh, The Wampanoag Revolt. The Wampanoag Revolt. That he he stole from me. We covered uh, breakups. We covered herpes. We talked about... Um, drive, motivation. There were a lot of topics discussed. I'm grateful for you both this Thanksgiving. Thank you for being on my show. <laughs> Thank you, Nikki. Thank you. Really squirt, fun. squirt, and say it with me, y'all. A jackpot. They didn't know what, what we were going to say. I had to really hold their hand through that. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.